We are almost going to treat this like a New Year, pre-New Year boot camp. Um, so let's see. I'm going to pull up what's called a balance wheel. This is like psychology 101 here. Um... The first thing that comes up in my search on Safari is UCI Center for Student Wellness PDF. I searched I searched balance wheel PDF and then it says assessing your life balance. So it has all these areas. There are different versions of these, but I'll post a link to this. The website is called studentwellness.uci.edu University of California Irvine um that's what UCI stands for um it's my alma mater I have a lot of alma maters <laughs> um so let's see um Assessing your life balance. The wheel runs most smoothly when well-balanced. Instructions. Read each statement and fill in the corresponding pie-shaped section of the wheel to the degree you are achieving this. For example, question one is, you know, I eat a balanced nutritional diet. If you feel you are doing this 100% of the time, color in all of section 1. If you feel you do this 60% of the time, color 60% of the section. And repeat it for all 36 sections. There's 36 freaking sections. And so basically, there are 36 questions here in the categories of physical, and it has these sections with the statements. So the sections are physical, financial, intellectual, emotional, social, and spiritual. So we'll be going over all of these. And then the third page has your plan. We're not going to go all over all of these right now. Um, you can skip around. You can do it in order. I'm going to start with financial. So that's number seven through 12. Um, physical. Was, so physical, you color in orange, 1 through 6. Financial, you color in yellow, 7 through 12. Intellectual, you color in purple, 13 through 18. Emotional, you cover, color in red, 19 through 24. Social, you color in green, 25 through 30. Then the last of them, spiritual, you color in blue, 31 through 36. Now, if you don't have time to do this, um, one thing I would say is you could put a dot, so that's one, that's how I learned how to do these, is put a dot and, you know, so for number one, if you don't want to color in the whole section, um, number one, for example, for physical would be color in orange for number one, 
I eat a balanced nutritional diet. So it gives you options, like basically on this wheel, to color it in all the way up to the top of the circumference of the circle, which is that like outer edge of the circle. Halfway up is 50%, all the way up is 100%. And if you don't want to color it, what you can do is just put like a dot. And then for number two, put a dot kind of in the, in the range that you feel is um, the percentage that you're doing that. Um, and then what you can do is connect all the dots and it kind of gives you this weird like jagged shape all the way around for all the 36 numbers instead of coloring it in up to the point you can basically see how far away from the outside of this hundred percent you are for each of those uh, I want to start with financial because I think that's what cap captures people's attention the most and that's what most people lose sleep over i mean i'm not saying you don't lose sleep over physical emotional uh social spiritual intellectual types of issues you definitely lose sleep over those but i would say when people have financial strain they will be up all night thinking about it um i've had experiences where i was up all night you know times of my life where i was like broke and like up all night like on those stupid youtube channels that were saying like you can make like uh make like a hundred dollars an hour or whatever and i spent so much time losing sleep watching those till like two three in the morning you know just hoping i would find something and like going online and making all these things and none of it ever worked but you know i spent time doing that spent a lot of time trying to make these things work not know not knowing then that that wasn't the answer um not knowing then that it's probably easier to just go do uber eats not knowing then that you can have like gigs that you do that pay out a certain day of the month um and worrying about okay how am i going to pay for this where am i going to get this am i going to go to a food bank to go get food Am I going to ask for my rent to be paid late? Um, you know, like I'm not, I try not to be irresponsible with money, but there were some times where I would say my, you know, what I was going through, like mentally and emotionally, I would basically just go out and spend money partying and like doing things to take my mind off of stuff. And that costed me money and I would like take out debt to do it not I, this didn't last long because i was like i cannot sustain this but you know i reached a point once where i was like i'm never borrowing money from anything or anyone ever again and that was like the last straw where i was like dude i'm working full time <laughs> you know there's no reason why I, I should be in this situation um but okay so number seven through twelve the first one is um i live within my means and take responsibility for my financial decisions um number eight 
my spending and saving habits reflect my values and beliefs. Number nine, I actively plan for periods of my life when I may not have income. Number 10, I pay bills on time and positively manage credit. Number 11, I balance present day spending with saving for the future. Number 12, I have similar financial beliefs and practices to those with whom I am close. So let's break some of this stuff down. Uh, let's break some of it down. So for number seven, where it says I live within my means and take responsibility for my financial decisions. That, I think, that second part of the sentence, take responsibility for my financial decisions, is probably one of the harder things for people to start doing when they're when they're when their finances are all out of whack and they're like, I need to get this under control. Like usually, I mean, let's be honest. Usually when we try to get our finances our finances under control, usually it's because something's coming due and we're like, I know I'm running short. I'm probably running short. Like I've talked about this before, how in the past I didn't even want to check my bank. I was like, I'm just going to roll through and like have fun. And then, oh, rent's going to be coming due in about a week. So maybe I should check and see how much money I have. And I'll worry about it. Like every month, I'll worry about it the week before it's due. You know, I'll figure it out. Like at that point, my credit was so good. I could take out loans. I could get more credit. I, it wasn't like an issue for me. Like I was just like, if I need more money, I'll just go over here and go get more money. Like it wasn't like an issue. So, well, it was an issue, but I didn't identify it as an issue. Now this was a short time period, luckily. And, and I wasn't working with so much money that, you know, it wasn't something that like one to $2,000 could just like wipe out all the, all the, all the debt issues. And then I was kind of squared away. So at least it was like, okay, if I get a bonus or like if I get some extra money somewhere during the holidays or something, like usually I can wipe it all out. And so usually that was the issue for me, which is why it was so unmanageable. And I can take responsibility for it now, but at that time I was not um, even thinking along the lines of taking responsibility. At that time I was thinking of, you know, how am I going to, de-stress, how am I gonna, you know, have fun, the free time that I have, how am I gonna have a good time, like, that was more of my concern, like, how am I gonna avoid sitting around thinking about, you know, um, all the things that I had going on kind of more internally, or, you know, having a job experience that just really wasn't a good fit that I'd kind of opted into and felt kind of like, in a way, kind of pressure to kind of like keep going with it and see if I could level up from there. But for me, once all the, once all the cards weren't falling where they needed to fall, it's like I'm literally working at a job that's stressing me and straining me too much. I don't have any way to like truly de-stress from this other than like going into party mode which is expensive and you know sitting at home instead of going out was not like fun for me I was like this isn't fun you know like why am I working if I'm just gonna like sit home you know like I had like 
you know, people I lived with that I didn't want to live with, and what am I just going to sit in my room all day? And, like, I made it so there was nothing to do in my room so that I'd want to go out. And so it was like, you know, I didn't really have much motivation to stay home, you know. Like, I did go hiking and go to the gym and stuff like that, but, you know, I was like, man, I have, like, zero desire to really stay at the house, you know, so... Um, I wasn't living within my means, though, and I wasn't taking responsibility, um, and it took me a while to kind of take responsibility, like, I think one day what I did was I sat down, I wrote down all of my, um, not all, but maybe I, I wrote down, okay, how much do I need for gas, calculate, like, okay, if this car gets this many miles per gallon, and, you know, I, I need to go to and from work for this many miles. How much is it going to take me per day to get to and from work? Because work is a necessity. All the going out and Ubering and all that stuff wasn't a necessity. I was like, okay. Like, at the time, maybe it took me $8 a day. So we call that, like, $40, $40 a week. And that was, like, rounding, you know. I'm, round, I'm rounding so that I have a couple, a couple dollars, you know, <clears throat> in case I'm, like, is only paying that much 40 bucks a week if I don't count you know uh, and at this point I wasn't even like determining like how much am I actually spending though like how much am I actually spending on gas I was just calculating what do I actually need what is like an actual need of mine like how much do I have to spend how much how much is required for me to get to and from work every day 40, 40 bucks a week. Okay. If I do cook at home every meal, or maybe whatever, whatever I did for like food, you know, um, for um, calculating how much I needed for groceries and food, I think I did a calculation for how much it would cost if I went grocery shopping and got certain foods every day versus what if I just went to like the Japanese market or the deli and got like bento boxes or like pre-made stuff or what if I just went out and ate like my certain fast food every day or whatever for dinner or whatever I was doing and calculated that amount of money and then my rent how much is my rent um those are all the things that I really needed to calculate because those were the necessities how much does all that cost I don't have that number in front of me right now this was like years ago and so everything was less than it would have been now, but I calculated that. I'm telling you the process I used to help myself. I calculated that, and I saw how low that number was per week, because I would get paid every two weeks, so I was like, okay, well, say if I get, I don't even know how much I was making at that point. Let's say if I was getting, like, say I was bringing in, um, <clears throat> after all the deductions and everything, what would what was supposed to hit my account was a thousand dollars let's say it was a thousand dollars that means every week i'd have five hundred dollars that i could spend and if i calculated out what i was going to spend in a seven-day period you know let's say for the month forty dollars gas for food two hundred dollars for rent let's call it seven hundred um um, that's about, 
950 a month that means i should have about a thousand dollars a little over a thousand dollars left every month if it wasn't for all the money that was being taken out from loans and credit and all that automatically let's say i had like a thousand uh, $1,100. I should have $1,100 every month after I pay my necessities. That means that I have over $1,100 of stuff coming out that I don't need. Um, when I saw that number, and I don't know if that was the number, but when I saw that number, I was like, that's ridiculous for how hard I work and how stressed I am because I'm working so hard. $1,100 my stress levels are costing me $1,100, you know, you know, I don't cook food at home because, you know, the roommates stress me out and I'm already so stressed that it's like, I don't want to be cooking while I have these people talking to me or like having to interact with people when I really don't have the social energy to do it. But then they kind of corner you in the kitchen while you're cooking because they're lonely. And it's like, well, now I got to stay in talk to these people or they get like offended if I put in my earbuds it's like dude like grow up you know I have the right to not talk to people if I don't want to talk to them but they just weren't like sensitive to the fact that like maybe I just don't want to talk to you you know like I talk to people all day long maybe I don't want to talk to you just because we live in the same house does not mean that I want to talk you know especially like people unloading things on me and I'm like dude I'm just trying to like cook my burger or whatever like I, w I really wanted to be left alone and you know so that made it so I didn't cook you know uh so I would buy fast food and that wasn't good for my health like it wasn't good for my health at all like in the past I'd say for me in the past six months I've started eating fast food maybe once a week maybe twice some weeks but once a week on average um and I've probably dropped about um I wanna say if, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Let me see. I gotta look at it. I gotta look at it. But I can't do math in my head right now. I'm like just dropped something i'm sure i just dropped something i just don't know what it was um so let me look to see if i look at june i've been writing down my weights for a long time um like the end of june to now um, so, like, um, give or take a couple pounds, we'll call it like nine pounds or so, nine pounds, just from stopping eating fast food, or not eating it as much, so, you know, it's financially super pricey, fast food nowadays guys in case you haven't noticed it costs a fortune um 
you get a combo at McDonald's, you're paying over $10 for that crap food. Like, I talk about it all the time. In-N-Out costs less than McDonald's if you don't get the drink, and it's probably better for you. Like, I don't really even know, but... And the lines aren't that much shorter. In-N-Out's line moves so fast when you're actually in it. It's not that much longer than the than the McDonald's line. Like, it moves, you know? I've been in line longer at McDonald's on occasions than I have been at In-N-Out. In-N-Out's pretty efficient. Um, it's just popular. But it's a good it's a good bang for your buck, you know. Um but anyways, um <clears throat> let's move on to the number one, number eight, the next one, number eight. Um yeah, so those are examples. Living within my means and taking responsibility. Um like once I saw that number that was like eleven hundred dollars or whatever, I was like okay, like, I can't blame all these other things. I'll say things like, oh, like, the gas prices are so expensive, but wait, I only really need to spend $40 a month on gas at that time, you know, it's like, that's all I really need to spend is $40, and if I'm getting, like, $2,000 a month, $40 out of that is not much. I really only need to spend $200 on groceries, and if I'm spending, like, $20 $20 a day on, like, takeout, this is, like, back then, you know, so maybe it was $20, I don't have the numbers in front of me, if I'm spending $20 a day on takeout, um, how much is that per month, like, 600 bucks? It's 600 bucks versus $200, if I'm going out every weekend and spending $50, $60 every weekend, you know, that's an added, I don't know, we'll call it $200 or so. It was probably more than that. It was probably close to like $100 a week I was going out. I was going out more than once a week. Um, we'll call it somewhere between 200 to like $400 a month going out. And then whatever debt comes out of my account every month, you know, it's like, the numbers just don't add up, it's like, okay, like, you're spending way more than you're making, you know, at a certain point, but it's like, until I saw the number, I didn't really want to change it, and until I was kind of in a position where I felt like, like, maybe, like, humiliation at it, having to, like, go borrow money when I'm like, I literally should have money, um, and I went into this, like, loan center once I don't remember what it was but like I I went frequently like frequently enough that like people recognized me and I remember going in there and one of the people asked me you know what do you do for work like what do you what do you work and I remember telling them where I work because they were like oh yeah I'm looking for work like another job and so they're asking me where I work and I told them where I worked and you know you have to give your information anyways and I told how much you know I was getting paid and stuff and it was like when I was thinking about it I was like I don't make bad money like at that time in my life I was like I'm really not making bad money like it wasn't like great but like I wasn't making that bad of money like I was saving for my retirement I had 
you know, healthcare and taxes being taken out. So my take home really was about 2000, but I was probably making about 3000 or so. I don't know. I can't really do the math right now, but I was making quite a few hundred dollars more than what I was actually was hitting my bank. And then less was hitting my bank because the chunk would get taken out. Like it gets eaten up. Like before you even wake up and check your bank the day that it's due, you know, you know how those loans work. And so they just take the money. I would never even see the money. And I wouldn't even think about it. I'd just go get another loan or like renew it or whatever. And I'm like, okay, just replenish it back in my bank. And I think I would just wait till I got like a bonus or like like about $1,000 or so. And I'd have a good period of time where I'd like wipe out all the debt and then just chill. But I don't think I ever put two and two together that the stressful lifestyle I was living that I was dealing with at work every day was the main contributing factor to me making all these stupid decisions. Um, Because I wasn't taught about this. I wasn't taught about like how finances and stress are related to each other. Um, I mean, nowadays it's really hard to blame it on like a stressful lifestyle. It's like everybody's life is stressful because everything costs more. And nobody can afford it. So you have to work more. And that's stressful. It doesn't even matter nowadays. People aren't even trying to get like passion passion jobs that they're like passionate about. They're like, whatever, just pay the bills. You know, it doesn't even matter how many jobs people have to have nowadays. They're not even focused on how many jobs. They're just focused on does it even out. You know, and people are taking out more and more debt. And it's kind of... It doesn't seem like the, I'm not, I'm almost not even talking about the same situation because things have changed so much, you know, so that's kind of how I feel about it is like things are so different now compared to the time period that I'm talking about, which was probably closer to like 2017, 2015, like around there. This is so much far later. Um, Things have changed so much. And so I'm comparing, like, an old-school mentality of, like, when I did have to just adjust versus now where people are like, I need to literally get another job. There's no adjust my spending because people might be at the point where you've literally just only gotten to where to where you, you need to be, uh, to where your expenses need to be, but... I just want to say, if you do the same thing that I was doing, then, you know, you got to take responsibility for that. Because we can blame the economy and be like, the economy sucks. You know, it does. You know, everything costs more. But sometimes we didn't need to order that food delivery, you know. Sometimes we didn't need to take that Uber or Lyft. We could have maybe not drank that night and driven ourselves and parked on the street and not paid parking and eaten dinner at home before we went out to meet friends and order like fries for like seven or eight bucks instead of spending $30 round trip on Uber and, you know, another 40 bucks when you get there on, you know, a meal and a couple drinks you know, that's $70 versus like $10, 
You know what I mean? It's like that's for real, guys. Like that's what it what it means when it says taking responsibility. Like, yeah, we can blame the economy, but you can still go out and you know, dude, guys. I've been known for being like a frugal, cheap, like to look weird and do things your own weird way. You know, when you if you want to drink that bad, go to the liquor store, get those little two dollar little shots, put them in your freaking pocket. Walk into the into the place that you're going to order like an iced tea or soda and just dump the little thing in your soda. Cheaper, it's gonna be way cheaper than buying booze out, you know, at a bar. And you can still drink with your friends. You still have alcohol. Your alcohol costs you five bucks. Go go to a bar and try outside of happy hour and try to get a drink for five dollars. It's almost not gonna happen nowadays. Almost, you know. Or only meet your friends at happy hour. I have friends that are totally chill with that. That they're like, hey, happy hour ends at 6. Let's go before happy hour. Like, hell yeah, let's go. And just order like $6 appetizers and like $4 drinks. You know? You get more bang for your buck. Like, maybe you're not out at 10 o'clock at night with all the party. But you still get to hang out. And you still pay way less. Like, there are ways to live cheaper and still have a lot of fun. It's not about the amount of money you spend. Because sometimes that amount of money you spend puts you in more stress once you get home. You're like, oh, dang, why did I spend all that money? I went above my budget. And it's like, you can give yourself a $20 budget if you really have to go out and just not overdo it. You know, I'm not saying drink and drive, but if that becomes an issue, you know, maybe you have a problem with your substances. I mean, I'm being real. Like, if you can't decide between like how much substances to have and make a safe decision, you probably have an issue with your substances. It might be coming from stress. It might be coming from some social thing or some emotional thing. And that's fine. But if you find yourself drinking and driving or drinking under the drinking and driving under the influence or even like you know, smoking pot or taking edibles and driving under the influence, you have an issue with substances. People don't talk about it if you don't get caught and get a DUI or if you don't run into something or whatever. But you do have a problem. If you cannot afford, if, you, if you're if you doing it because you can't afford the Uber, but you still want to go out and drink and then you still want to drive, you have an issue. I have to tell you that. That is... It's something that people don't say because it's like people get away with it so much, but you have an issue. You have an issue. And, you know, um, it's, you know, nine times out of ten, people are going to do it and probably not get caught and not have an accident. Nothing's going to happen. And they're close to home. They're going to drive home. It's going to be fine. Or they might be under the limit or whatever. But it's like, if that's the decision you're making, where you're like, I can save money on this Uber because I don't really want to spend it because it's over my budget, and then get inebriated and drive. Either pregame at home and drive, or go out with friends and drink and drive home. You have an issue. You do have an issue. You might not have some like major diagnostic category kind of issue, but there's at least a mild issue there that you got to think about that and that's another way of taking responsibility like if you see yourself making 
decisions that aren't legal or aren't good because of a financial thing, because you can't afford it, but you want to do it and you don't have that impulse control to be like, ah, like this is a bad decision, you know, and never make those decisions while you're drinking or while you've already been drinking. You make those decisions of how much you're going to spend, how you're going to get to and from, how much you're going to drink. You make those decisions before you leave because trust me, if you're already out, once you're going and you're going hard, you're not going to be like, oh yeah, this is a bad decision. You're going to be like, no, I'm buying another one. Picture, a picture for the table, you know, you're not, you're not really going to be thinking about it. Um, I'm getting long-winded. Um, so eight, my spending and saving habits reflect my values and beliefs. Um, this is a weird one. I would say people have different beliefs about their spending and saving. Um, like, I'm not trying to be, like, judgmental about people spending and saving. Uh, I would say kind of what comes to mind first is if you're, if you're, if, say, for example, this is an example, an idea to play with. I'm not saying people have to even, like, take this into account. This is your own, it's your own thing. But say if you are a church going person and your church teaches you to tithe 10% and you don't tithe 10% because um, you'd rather spend the money elsewhere, you know, but it's part of your beliefs. I'm just saying for people who believe this, that you should tithe and then you find yourself not able to tithe. You know, either it's like a mental reason or like an actual literal, like my bank account's not going to add up if I give 10%. That's what I think that's what it means kind of by like beliefs. It's like if I believe I should be doing this, but I don't do it because, you know, of what things look like. If I believe I should be doing it and I don't do it. Um, I'm not talking specifically about tithing in church and stuff. I'm just saying if that's generally what they're talking about here. If I believe I should be doing it, but I'm not actually doing it, then that's not necessarily uh, the best way to go about that. Um, what else? So, um, saving is a hard one for a lot of people. Um, I've talked about this a little bit, though. Even recently, it's like, when you don't want to pay for something, just try $10 a day. I mean, it's not, it's not glamorous, but, you know, if you do that $10, $10 a day, saving $10 a day, just only on weekdays, just put $10 aside, you know, you're, by every two weeks, you're going to have $100. Every month, you're going to have $200 set aside. It's not a lot of money, but it's better than zero. And most people can figure out $10 a day on a weekday, you know. Um, that's maybe one to two Uber Eats deliveries. So, you know, if you have, like, Uber Eats or one of those food delivery apps and you're just, like, and you know you're just going to go home and, like, watch TV why not just go do two deliveries real quick, get $10 and save it, you know, it's like, it's not really that much, you know, extra work, 
if you're really serious about the saving part, you can save. Most people can save 10 dollars a day. Now, the circumstances I'm not talking about here are people who are in like extreme poverty, can't eat, you know, can't pay can't pay for the basic stuff. Can't pay for your rent, can't pay for your food, can't pay for your, you know, transportation to get to and from work. If you have necessary medications that you have to have, you know, for your health and you can't go without them without it being a risk. Those are what I'm not talking about. I'm not saying that I'm leaving people out of this conversation. I'm just saying if that's your situation, you have to get to a place where you can afford that kind of stuff. I'm not talking I'm not talking about you know extreme situations, you know. Like when I'm talking about like responsibility and accountability, I'm not talking about people whose whose literal income does not add up to what they need to survive. And I know that's a real issue. Um, it's happening more and more for a lot of people, unfortunately. And something has to change, you know. But I do think for a lot of people, I don't know the percentage, but I do think for a lot of people... It's more of a mindset and behavioral thing. Just people don't want to own up to it. It's more comfortable and popular to blame the economy than look at the bank and be like, literally, I could have $1,100 every month if I just stuck to this budget. Literally, I could save $200 a month if I just did $10 a day on weekdays. You know, it's like simple stuff like that where you can look at it and be like, okay, the money is there. It's there within reach. You know, I just have to stick to a plan, you know. Um, but saving can be hard. Um, and, you know, your own values and beliefs on it, your own values and beliefs about debt, I think I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that most people, at least at some point in time in their life, don't devalue debt i'd say americans don't tend to devalue debt you know um most people i talk to friends family you know they don't devalue debt i don't see or hear of a lot of family members who uh don't value debt like i have some family family members who stay away from debt almost at all costs they'll pay for everything in cash they don't even deal with getting in debt they almost will never get in debt um and i have some family members that are constantly in debt you know um borrowing money from all over the place um you know and i know people that are in sticky situations where it's like they just don't do what they can't afford for the most part, you know, but I don't think that a lot of people value not having debt, like, you can challenge your own self on that, um, I'd say for myself, I value not asking other people for money, uh, but when it comes to, like, these big corporations, like, credit corporations and loan companies and stuff, do I really value not borrowing from them? Do I value avoiding that and putting in extra work and extra hours instead of just making a simple phone call or filling out a simple application 
do I value that more? I cannot say that I do, depending on why I'm getting the money. If it's for something that I really want to do, usually like a concert or some kind of trip or something, then no, I don't, I don't devalue debt. Um, and I think that is a problem. I think that's something I am working on where I'm like, you know, I've literally actively learned ways where I can just make money, you know, have, have a certain amount of money and work doing deliveries, just all of a sudden have more money. Like, I'm not saying like you don't spend money because you definitely spend gas, you know, and I got a guzzler. So, um, I definitely do spend money, but you know. Um, it's not, like, that bad, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, I've taken out debt to do stuff that wasn't that important. You know, I could have said no, I could have avoided doing it. Um, number nine, I actively plan for periods in my life when I may not have income now what does that look like um i'm not saying people should take from their retirement but you know having money in a place that you can't get to it fast to me is the best strategy um for things like saving for retirement you know i'm with the retirement plan company that you know if I want my money I can't get it tomorrow you know there's like a whole process I have to call in I have to request the application I have to fill it out I have to submit it and then you know there's all these waivers and things and then they'll send me the money within I think if it's by mail, it's going to be 10 business days. If it's direct deposit, I think it's within the few days. I think it's within the few days, but it's not right away. And it takes at least, I want to call it three to four days, business days to get it done. And just that amount of like barrier makes it so I'm not, I don't touch the money. Plus if I take the money out, I lose like 20 something percent on it. It's like ridiculous and have to pay taxes on it so it's like you basically get penalized for using that money and so to me it's not worth using it but i don't know people might say otherwise for them it might be worth it um for me it's not worth for me it's it's not worth using it um but you know um where it says i actively plan for periods of my life when I may not have income. I don't know if most people do plan for that. Um, you know, a lot of researchers say that most people don't have even one month of expenses covered. Like, for example, if I use the example that I used when I was renting a room for $700 and could have afforded, you know, only a thousand could have made it off of a thousand dollars a month if I didn't have like a lot of extra stuff to pay for a thousand dollars would have still given me some wiggle room including rent back then um 
all those prices went up since then but like i'm just talking about back then um when i was making about 18 dollars an hour um before all the deductions um a big portion of that probably about seven percent would be set aside for taxes about seven percent would be set aside for um let me see for retirement um and i just never saw that money like it just went where it was gonna go and that was that like and for like my health insurance um so i was losing money it was just coming out of my check before it even hit my bank and i just never counted on seeing that money you know unless i went in and adjusted something that was how it was going to be so i just kind of kept it like that to me that was the easiest way to save money for when i wouldn't have income um because i mean what else are you gonna do you know so i basically saved the money that way um having money stored in a place that was hard hard enough to get that i knew i wasn't going to be just dipping in it ever you know i probably dipped into it like maybe three times total in my life um i think some of it was to pay off some of some of those past like bad decision debts from before that i had talked about i think twice that's what i did it for and then the other time was for when I was going to have no income and that money was just there. It was plenty of money, plenty of money, probably enough to live off of for like almost two years, maybe a year and a half. Um, and that honestly was something that kind of saved me um, because, you know, it gives you the opportunity to, you know, if you want to leave your job, if you have to leave your job, um, I'm not saying it's the best idea to leave your job without a, to leave a job with no plan, but if you really just can't deal anymore, you know that you have that money sitting there. And for me, mentally, I think that was most of the reason why I was able to push so hard working myself too much. I'm not saying that part was good, but working myself through too much stress um because i knew i had money that i could live off of for like a year and a half because i knew that you know it didn't make it so bad of a situation where i was like i gotta do this job and i don't like it and the boss is weird and you know all these things are going wrong and it's just too taxing on me and I was like, but I can quit at any time, you know, just having that in the back of my head, I can quit at any time. And it took me maybe five years to build that money, maybe four to five years to build that money. Um, but I never saw the money is what I'm trying to say. It just went into my bank automatically. I never saw the money. So that's kind of what I would recommend is just put the money somewhere where you're never going to see it. And if you really need it, it'll be there. But if you just kind of want it because you want to like go on a trip or go travel or do something like that, the money's really not going to be there. You're going to have to really make an effort to go out of your way to get the money. Um, and there's limits on it. 
and there's penalties on it and different reasons why you're going to be more and more likely not to touch that money. Um, that's kind of what worked for me. Um, let's see. 10. I pay bills on time and positively manage credit. Uh, that for me has become easier as I've tried to decrease expenses. I would say one place that I'm not good at decreasing expenses is subscriptions. Um, literally this weekend I almost paid like $40. I renewed my $18.99 YouTube subscription that expired December 15th. And I added my Reason Studios the subscription on December 16th for $19.99 a month. Um, you know, I've got a gym membership that I pay for on about the 24th of every month. Um, I've got car insurance that I pay for on about the 7th of every month. Um, so that's already 40 plus about 50 that's already like $90 or so a month of just those four things. Um, I don't always pay for Reason Studios every month. That's something that I was like, okay, I'm actively working on projects, and so I'll pay for it now. But I don't usually pay for that, so it took things down to like $70 a month. But yeah, I've been over on that when I've paid for more subscriptions. I've probably been over like $150 just for like monthly expenses and subscriptions to things like I wouldn't call car insurance a subscription but I put it in that list and then I wouldn't call a gym membership necessarily a subscription but I put it in there too because they're like monthly um so right now I really only have $90 worth of stuff that I have to pay for about $90 but I'm telling you guys it adds up um so yeah, um, really like doing the math, getting good at doing the math is really one thing that's also going to help a lot. Um, it's pay your, pay your bills on time, you know, like try not to have bills if you can't pay for them. I mean, it's easier said than done, I know, but it's like certain stuff isn't a necessity. Like, to me, if I have to cut the gym, I have to cut the gym. If I have to cut YouTube Premium, if I have to cut Reason Studios, I have to. You know, and that would buy me, like, what? I can't do math right now. Like, $40 plus maybe another 25 You know, about 65 bucks that would buy me. I mean, I have to pay for car insurance. I can't not pay car insurance. But, you know, if I could get an extra 65 bucks to go towards other stuff, if I needed it, I could cancel that stuff. It would hurt to have to deal with all the stupid ads, to have to not be able to work on my music, to have to find alternatives and, like, work out at home or at the beach or, like, do workouts in my bedroom that aren't as interesting as the gym, you know. But you know, it's an expense. It's an expense. It really is. Um, so if I can't pay my bills on time or manage my credit, and then I still have stuff coming out, that's not an absolute necessity. Like I call this stuff necessity for my like 
creativity, for my wellness, things like that. And it is kind of a necessity. Like, I don't think it would be wise to cancel my gym membership, but I could cancel YouTube. Like, I don't want to. It would drive me. I basically just have to avoid YouTube because I can't deal with the ads. Um, 11, I balance present day spending with saving for my future. Um, that's pretty tied in, um, to number nine and number eight. Um, I think if there's something to save for, it's easier to kind of get those numbers and decide, okay, I have X months, four or five months until I have to do this trip. If I divide it by five weekdays, um, four, four times a month, so that's 20 days worth of money per month, and I have four months, that's 80 days. In the next 80 days, how can I make that money? You know, how much do I need to set aside per 80 days? If I set aside $10 a day, just only on weekdays alone, that's $800. I mean, that's not hard to do for a lot of people. For some people, yeah, it's definitely hard. But for a lot of people, $10 a day is a manageable amount. It's a small amount that you could just withdraw from one place, put it in another account, don't touch it. That's very possible to manage. $10 a day on weekdays only for four months. That's $800. If you're going to take a trip and you need $800, that's one way to do it. $10 a day for 80 80 days. If you could save $20 a day for 80 days, you'd have $1,600. I mean, I don't know how hard that really is, you know? You might have to give up some other stuff, but, you know, if you're saving for your future, that's one way to do it. And if you're trying to balance present-day spending... You know, if you just take a small amount, a lot of times that's easier for people to calculate. I have similar financial beliefs and practices as those with whom I am close. That can be a hard one because if you're around heavy spenders that like to spend on expensive things, like I've got a friend that, you know, likes to go up to Mammoth like once a month or once every other month or whatever. That's super expensive for me. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to do that, you know. I'd rather get my little mountain high pass and just go locally. Like, maybe it's not, like, extravagant or anything, but I don't really do the whole extravagance thing, you know. Like, I stay at basic hotels. I keep it basic. I don't need some luxurious hotel with, like, the best, you know, suite with the best views and the best, you know, delivery or whatever, food delivery, food, you know, catering and all that kind of stuff, like, I don't need all that, like, I don't travel to places to stay at the hotel anyways, and so I don't see why I should spend more than, like, just a little bit per day, I'm not spending $200 a night on a hotel, like, I'm not going to be there anyways. Usually if I'm traveling somewhere, I'm not going to be there. I care about it being safe and quiet. You know, that's mostly what I care about. 
and not in the middle of nowhere in case I want to walk somewhere or order food delivery. Um, but I don't know, guys. Like, you know, if you know people who spend a whole lot, it's hard. You know, you go out with people and they just want to blow money on stuff. Like, I've been out with people who, you know, they just buy a bunch of stuff that I don't, I hardly buy stuff when I go out, but I've been with people that, you know, we go to the mall, you know, they'll buy like a hat here and a shirt there and, you know, go to like the candy store and buy some candy and then go over here and like, we came here to see a movie and you went shopping for clothes and got a bunch of snacks and like, all this kind of stuff and it's like we came here for dinner and a movie and you spent an extra like three hundred dollars along the way it's like like for me it's like that's weird but i don't really know man like it's really um it's really just you know It's kind of hard to see, like, you know, how people can, like, easily get out of it. Um, I don't know if there's an easy method. Uh, a cold turkey method is possible, but it's not easy. Like, I think the easiest thing is to basically, like, know what's going on for yourself and really deal with that. Um, because if you don't deal with whatever is causing the behaviors of the spending, you know, if it's stress levels, if it's, you know, just like, you know, insecurities, different kind of, you know, levels of unhappiness about things, all those kind of things, you know, cause you to spend money that you don't need to spend, you know, um, and again, I'm not talking necessarily about the circumstances where people don't have, like, there are little, literally circumstances where people, like I mentioned before, can't afford anything, like, even the basics. If you can't afford the basics, then, you know, this conversation isn't the same conversation for you. Um, I'm not saying that I'm not talking to those people, because even even people in those scenarios can learn uh about what they can do once their finances are in control and you know challenge yourself on how much money you make you know i had to do that you know i was like you know let me get out of this situation where i'm barely making any money and super stressed and i'm not even doing what i want to do anymore like i i i lost interest in doing that kind of work like, because I wasn't getting that much out of it. Like, I got a lot of intellectual stuff out of it and, like, the social atmosphere. But as my work environment changed and all my friends left and, you know, during the lockdowns, we weren't even able to really communicate as much at work. And once everything kind of shifted, and then I started working remotely and I was like, this just isn't fun anymore, you know? Like, there were certain parts that kind of made it worth it for me. And then after a while, I was like, this isn't even worth it. If I, if my friends aren't working here, if I'm isolated, stuck in my room, like talking to these people, 
Like, even when the workload became a little bit less, you know, I still wasn't into it. Yeah, I was good at it. It was easy for me as far as being able to do the job, but it just took too much of a toll. You know, I stopped going to the gym. I stopped cooking or eating healthy, gained a bunch of weight, just wasn't able to focus. I was constantly foggy, not motivated. And having to force yourself to do that for eight hours a day and you're not even getting what you want. Like, I wasn't able to afford a $2,000 apartment because that's how San Diego is. I wasn't able to afford to live by myself. I had to stay living with these crazy roommates. I had to stick to doing stuff that I didn't really want to do outside in my life because I was beholden to this job, you know, and it took all my energy. You know, I didn't even have energy for myself. And so, you know, I learned a lot. It was worth it in a lot of ways. Um, it bought me the opportunity to get to where I am now because I had so much put aside and so much saved because I lived cheap because I was living with people. So if I had moved out when I wanted to move out and was paying $1,500 rent instead of $700 something dollar rent, $800 something dollar rent, I wouldn't have been able to afford, you know, to take a break, to switch careers, to do all this other training and stuff. Um, like, I still work, but I work on the side of that, you know. And I don't know. A lot of these are my opinions. I'm not, like, some kind of financial guru or anything, but um, I want people to come into the new year with a lot of this stuff kind of, like, fleshed out. Even if you're not actively working on it, don't avoid thinking about it. Don't avoid learning about it. Just just let the information sink in, you know, like listen to things that you can understand. Dave Ramsey, Graham Stephan, listen to some of these conversations. Just listen to other people talking about their debt. Listen to Caleb Hammer, you know, talking to people about their debt and just listen to people talking about debt and and finances and i'm not saying if it if it stresses you out and it's negative maybe don't but you know if you can tolerate those conversations and you're not ready to work on any of it it's fine just listen to it listen to people talking about it and one day you'll literally just wake up and be like i want to be closer to that scenario i want to be able to say i'm debt free i want to be able to you know, start paying off the card. I want to be able to, you know, have extra money to do stuff. I want to be able to save even $10 a day and have that $800 at the end of four months or $20 a day and $1,600 in four months. Like, what could you do with that money? You know, like you could do a lot with that money. And, you know, you don't want to sit on things too long you know uh, you could start you could start saving now you know you don't have to wait you don't have to wait at all so i don't know that's you know for people who say that they can't save you know if you've got like an inkling of energy and you could just do like one or two deliveries a day you just save that money just only save that money you'd still be in a in an okay position with your savings i don't know everyone needs a different amount of money but i mean you know you, you could still say that you're saving 
So just think about it. Just think about it. Um, and that's all for now.